Welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano. Each week we bring you an inspiring person or a message to unlock your true grit. Once again, thanks and stay tuned. Hey guys, I am so excited about this interview this week with Jordan Lolly. Why? Because Jordan Lolly and I talk not only how he became such a big skills trainer, but the life of basketball in itself. How he played in high school, college, his pro career, uh, what he is doing now how he loves to coach junior high kids versus the pros in college and high school kids. Uh, We also talk conditioning, food, recovery, all of that and extra. So stay tuned, hope you guys love the show, thanks. Okay, Mr. Jordan Lawley. So, I have a few questions for you on top yep. of my head. Obviously, I'm here to interview you. What I want to know is, how was your emotional roller coaster with basketball through high school? Obviously, you grew up in the Bay Area. Uh, coming down to San Diego, playing for UCSD, and then going and playing pro. How was that roller coaster for you? Uh, high school was different. Uh, high school, uh, the coach that we had was played a lot of head games with with uh, us as players so I didn't really have as much confidence like especially as that I do now so I felt like I was restricting myself in a lot of ways I also played basketball in the Bay Area for AAU so uh, coming in as a skinny little white guy things were definitely different the game is played way different in Northern California than it is in Southern California so um, it's more tough it's a lot more gritty and I was felt always like I was just strictly a shooter and that was who I was. So uh, I didn't really have as much confidence in myself and in my game. So I wasn't as confident of a player in high school as I was when I got into college because when I got into college, I realized my potential. Right, because you had that green light. I didn't, well, I, it's not that I didn't have the green light. I had a green light, I just had an awareness. So it was like being able to go 200 miles an hour but your check engine light is on. So you, you know that <laughs> yeah. like, okay, if I push it any further, I might something might blow up. Right. And uh, that's how I pl- always played in high school. I was, I was always conscientious of, okay, if I miss a shot or if I do something wrong, there might be a possibility of me being you know, pulled, getting pulled even oh. though I felt like I, even, co- even though coach said that I did have a green light. But when I got to college, it was made evident to me and aware to me that I did have you know, the potential to play you know, past college, past collegiate ball. And that kind of helped me realize, like, okay, I, I am skilled, I am talented, and I was able to have more confidence in myself and do a lot more than what I did in my high school career. So, right. from being as you know self-conscious and, and, and really uh, not really self-aware of what my talents were and what my abilities were in high school, to becoming more confident in, in my craft and being able to develop a few more aspects and areas of my game in, in college, and then going into to, playing professionally, it started blossoming where I was able to take, you know, things that I, you know, worked on or things that I wasn't good at and, and developed. And that's when I got my, vert, you know, vertical leap up uh, was when, right before I entered my professional career, first, uh, my rookie season, my professional career. So little aspect changes, little differences uh, throughout that, throughout that process. Okay. So when you were in college, first of all, 
did you get scouted obviously by UCSD? Yeah. They came up, scouted you, you get down. Yeah. So obviously you knew you were you had some talent because yeah, yeah. not everybody gets to go to college and play. Yeah. Um, so you got there. Was it the coach that motivated you? Was it players? Was it a skill developer uh, like yourself that motivated you and guided you into the mold that what became? It wasn't you. It was uh, it was really the group of guys that that we had. So they made me enjoy the game at the collegiate level. And a lot of my friends who ended up playing in college, like from high school, a lot of my high school friends ended up playing right. in college. Some of them didn't pan out. Some of them, did, you know, didn't only played a couple of years and then quit. Right. So a lot of that is based around the people that you associate yourself with on a daily basis. And the group that we had, even though my freshman year, the coach was extremely difficult. My sophomore, junior, senior year, coach was amazing. But the right. group of guys was was really my catalyst to want to be better, okay. want to be on the court, you know, with them. Because you were very successful in college. Very successful. So yeah, still hold a bunch of the records for UCSD, uh, scoring record, all-time scoring record. Right. So there's a lot of things that I do there so I had a, a great career I had a very successful career but if I was in a different group like you know I, I got recruited out of out of high school to play Dartmouth Cornell Colgate uh, Harvard oh, wow. Yale yeah so a lot of the Ivy Leagues yeah. and then um, you know I came down the group that you know had me on their official visit was a phenomenal group I fell in love with San Diego I'm a mama's boy so being close in California you know, like I wanted to stay close rather than go to the East Coast so there was like all those variables that kind of added to my decision but the guys that were that that were there, group. that was they were my my determining factor. Okay. And when you left college and you went into the pros, how how was that? I mean, you different. Played overseas, obviously. Yeah. yeah. It was different. Uh, so it wasn't always cracked up to be for me. And that's one thing not too many people realize is, you know, it's it's a job. Like you, you are not playing for the love of the game anymore. You're playing for a paycheck. You're playing for your job Absolutely. security. Yeah. So a lot of kids will go out there expecting something and then getting something completely different in return. And I feel like I was one of those people. Right. Um, I missed my family. I, I, I loved coming after at the end of my college games and being able to be around family or play for family, like right. my wife and uh, my parents. But when I got overseas and you know realized that it was three in the morning when I was in New Zealand and you know my game ends and it's three in the morning over here in the states, it was like okay I can't really communicate or converse with anybody. I just kind of have to let it you know sit and let it marinate until I get to talk to anybody. And social media wasn't really too big uh, no. in 2011. Like, scary as that sounds, and you know five years ago you didn't really have the opportunity to you know view games you know online. So uh, there was a lot of things that were just you know kind of added to that turmoil of like, oh yeah, this is, I'm over here isolated in a different country, you know, thank, thank the Lord that they speak English because, you know, that would make it so much harder, so much more difficult, right. but it just makes things different. You're always looking over your shoulder because you never know who they're going to bring in next. You know, you never have job security, so you're not throat. here. It's very cutthroat and uh, it just wasn't, wasn't for me. I, I love the game of basketball. I am very passionate for it and playing, you know, overseas for a contract was was definitely something that made me realize that, you know, maybe playing the game isn't, you know, the right avenue for me. Okay. Going into that, which obviously uh, is very similar to my situation, not playing pro or professional or anything, but I had so much passion and love for this game that when I obviously got hurt, I kind of drew away from it, kind of was like, I felt like I was more like a redheaded stepchild. Yeah. You know, I was, I was very angry at the game. Until I had, I was working at a rec center and, you know, obviously being there since, oh, 98. 
kids were always coming up to me asking me to help them and teach them and, and I was very just drawn away from it. Like, yeah. you know, once I did have my own kid, it completely opened up a door. Like it, I felt like it was always there, but that door opened and I have a complete passion for coaching. Yeah. Is that what drawed you there when you were in uh, yeah. Europe? I think so. I think that has a, a, a huge sense of it. Like I had a couple sessions when I was in college, a couple clients, you know, just for like little side money. Uh-huh. But when I came back, it was uh, one of those things like I loved every second I was on the court with my clients because I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, the feeling of getting something back in return where, you know, you can get a text message from a client saying, hey, you know, Timmy and Tommy and Johnny did this in a game, we were successful. Like that's, there's no better, no other, no other better feeling to have that right. instant gratification. So that was a huge, you know, huge thing that helped me kind of realize my target, realize my, you know, my purpose uh, on this earth. And it was one of those things, I had a back-end job, back-office job, and, you know, I was working, you know, this typical, like, 9 to 4, 9 to 5, and then it went 9 to 3, and then it went 9 to 12, and I was like, I'm not coming in anymore, because I, you know, built my clientele base. And I did zero social media, I did zero marketing, I had a website that was, like, outdated from 2007, and I really didn't do anything other than word of mouth. So it was my clientele, and what my clientele said to others that built my business, built my brand. Yeah. I didn't start my online or marketing presence until about maybe a year and a half ago. So, you know, I'm still fairly new to this whole, you know, realm of actually turning it into a business. Media, yeah. So that's where, you know, like I'm coming, I just came out with my trainer's guide to success. Yeah. So that dropped on the 26th and that thing, it pretty much tells everything that I've done to, you know, get me to this point. And it brings you, kind of gets you an idea or mentality of how to turn your, your brand, yourself, your name into a successful business, which I literally had zero idea to do until, you know, a year and a half ago. So there's a lot of things that, you know, if I would have realized that earlier, this all would have been so much easier and all would have been so much quicker. But, you know, it's one of those things that everything happens for a reason and it all is in due time. So. Um, I've just been extremely fortunate to, to realize that this is my, my niche, this is my target. Yeah, I mean, I go out there with these kids and sometimes these kids think, I, I think they look at, me, look at me like I'm absolutely a nut. Yeah. Because I think I have more oh, energy I definitely have that. Yeah. and more passion than they do. I'm just like, you know, so excited to just yeah. be a part of it with them. And the first time I met you, I felt the same way. Yeah. Like, I met you at uh, a camp with uh, Rizuki. Yep down at Muni Gym yep, with Devin Willing. Yeah, and the way I see you talk and speak and your voice goes from high to low and the engagement in your eyes to those kids where your eyes get really big and you're like, I could see and I'm like, I get what he's doing. Like yeah. I, 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 feel, I feel that energy. Yeah. And so what bring, is it just any kids bring that out or is it just being a part of the game with multiple players well it's part of it a lot of it is is the potential so when i see a kid who has potential whether they first picked up the ball for the first time or they right you know have had the ball for 10 years but still are you know not able not apt not able i just love the fact that i know i can make that kid better so it's more of like a challenge for me to say hey look i'm going to challenge myself and i'm gonna get as excited as possible because i know that there's going to be some form of growth for this kid, no matter what shape or form it may come in, with physical, mental, this kid is gonna get better, more confident when he's with me because I'm gonna give him the time, effort, and attention to detail that he needs to make him feel, and to, to, to kind of water his plant to grow. Right. So 
every time I see a kid in front of me, it's an opportunity to, to help them, not just as a player, but as a person. So I get excited when I when I get to that. Coaching, now, yeah. don't get me wrong, I, everybody has clients that, or, or people that they get in the gym with who rub me the wrong way or who are very frustrating. <laughs> and it's, it's yeah. a shame, but there's, you know, it's one of those things like, I know when I'm speaking, whether it be in a large group or individually, it's gonna, my, my message is gonna get heard by somebody right. and that person who hears it, or that person that allows themselves to absorb what's being said is gonna, is gonna grow from, from what is said. What is your favorite play, like who, who is your favorite players to coach? Is it high school level? Is it the minis like I have right now? Or is it those college players? Uh, or, mid, or middle school. Pros? Middle school, hands down. Middle school. Middle school. 100%. Biggest room for growth. Even though they're probably the most, you know, distracted and, you know, ADHD. Oh, absolutely. Uh, where they're trying to figure out their hormones and everything's going awry. I feel like those are the most, like, shapeable. Those are the most moldable. So I can take a kid who's an extreme, you know, extremely difficult to, to work with or teach in a classroom and have them zoned in because we all share a commonality. There's only, the only reason why that kid is coming to one of my camps or clinics in middle school is because they love the game. So they can be a completely different, separate, different person outside the court. They can be extremely erratic, very difficult to, to handle or cope with, uh, or sorry, deal with. But when it gets into a gym and we share a common interest, they now take heed of what I'm saying. So now I can be kind of like an influencer rather than just a teacher or a coach or a trainer. Right. And to have that influential mentality or influential status allows me to kind of shape how they can perceive, you know, or how they can handle their their life, and you know how they can handle their their game. So there's so much so much pliability for those middle school ages. That's why I love it. That's really cool. Going back to uh, training pro athletes. Yep. Give me a situation that was ever difficult. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to name any names, but we've had a few where, like, obviously when you get up to that stature, get up to that level. Yeah. You are. You the, know, best. the best. So it, it's hard to tell somebody that they're doing something inefficiently or incorrectly when, you know, when they've reached that pinnacle, when they reach that peak. Right. It's not my job to put labels on people and, and no. to and to, to teach you differently or, or to let things slide because you're at a certain certain status, certain uh, certain place in your career. If there's something that I see on the court that is incorrect, I'm going to let make sure you know it. And I've, we've had I've had a couple a uh, number of times where I've you know, been honest and upfront, which I always am, and they didn't feel the same way. So we got into a little, you know, get into a little squabble, like nothing physically. Oh, oh physically, okay, I was like, what? Verbal, yeah, verbal squabbles, but okay. it's just one of those things, like that's part of the game. Like yeah. The reason why, I would never say that's a negative uh, negative thing. I love seeing the passion of my, of my guys come out in the course of a training session. There's just little nuances where, little differences where you can allocate, you can, you can kind of transfer that energy to being something more, a little bit more, you know, beneficial to your game and, and realize that you, you can develop, you can evolve as a player no matter what level you are at. Yeah. Okay. One, one thing that's big for me is fitness. Yeah. Like I'm really big on fitness, I'm really big on plyos, explosive exercises. Did you do that a lot through your high school, college? <clears throat> Never, and I didn't touch a weight in high school. Okay. College, we did all Olympic heavy lifting, which Ooh, was yeah. brutal. And then I didn't start doing plyos until I graduated. That's when I got my vert up. I okay. was doing plyometrics. And that was all stuff by myself. Stairs, all sorts of stuff. 
Yeah. Do you yeah. like that a lot now? I do. I do. Yeah. I don't do too much of it now. I, I, uh-huh. I work with a, a guy, Sed Middleton. So I work with him, and he does. He, he allows me to do, or he does. We do that stuff with him, but not as much as what I was used to. That I used to do when I was playing. Right. Now, do you tell most of your clients now whether they're the junior high kids all the way up to the pro athletes? Do you try to have them at least or uh, talk to them about eating maybe a maybe a restricted diet? Try yep. to eat clean eating, uh, recovery, obviously, with sleeping, getting enough sleep, on, uh, staying hydrated, staying away from, obviously, Gatorades and pro drinks like that. Yeah. Sure. Filled with sugar. And, yeah. I mean, are you, are you all for that? Yeah, or, I am. Yeah. 100%. So, even though I come to every session with my coffee, I try to teach kids to make sure that they understand and get the right knowledge to how to treat their body because I'm not going to pump dirt in a Ferrari, so why would you pump McDonald's into your body? So, right. You know, it's one of those things that's it's very, very important, and I wish that I had knew that. I had known that stuff growing up because it, it does really help with your product. But so I have guys in place that, you know, that they can reach out to in order to get that stuff. I don't like teaching it because I don't know enough to, to teach it. So right. that's where I have, like my said, Middletons and, you know, my They kind of guide you in that way. The, my nutrition, well, the nutritionist, and I say, hey, look, I want you guys to get on a schedule. I want you guys to talk to him in order to learn how to take care of yourself more because it's very important it's just one of those things that i don't know enough of to really say hey look you need to be doing this you need to be doing that right you know right no i understand yeah okay well last thing i want to do is i want people to know how to contact you yeah how to contact you so please give out your website your email whatever you want yeah website is just jordanlolly.com so super basic super simple social media tags are at jlawbball and then my email is support at jordanlolly.com. So very, very simple, very easy. Great. And uh, yeah, look forward to hearing from All you guys. All right. Hey, Jordan, thank you very much. My thank pleasure. Thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. And uh, stay tuned. Yes. I'll tell everybody. Thanks. Yes.